0: everybody, welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. It is great to be back with you and uh the Steelers of course are going to be great to have back because they have been on a bye week which every single NFL team has to have at some point and uh, it just so happens uh, this past weekend was ours. Hopefully you found time to to do the things that you, uh, you've you been putting off because the Steelers were on or something like that. and Plus, we have the added benefit this week. We, we, uh, we get a Monday nighter, so they get that one extra day of rest as the uh, Miami Dolphins come to town uh, on Monday night. Uh, here to discuss the Steelers and everything involving our black and gold is Mr. Ben Anderson. Ben, how are things for you this fine evening? Just fine, just fine.
1: Uh, I I have a gripe uh, oh, about oh. the uh, the Monday night game. Okay, yeah, you know, we've already had to go a Sunday without football, which you know, honestly, yeah. that kind of sucks. As a fan, yep, yep. Uh, it's it's good for the players. I'm glad they got a rest, and you know, it especially for like the injured guys, it gives them an extra week to, to take some time off. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for Mason Rudolph, it gives him an extra week, literally, to clear his head. Yes, um, but then yeah, not having football again this Sunday. And having to wait until Monday night—that sucks. Sorry, it just—it just sucks. And yeah, uh, I, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm a little pissed. So I, I agree with you. Uh, I, we're ready. We're ready to see the Steelers. The Steelers are two and four, and yet we're kind of—excuse me—I'm still getting over this cough here. Um, we're, we're still chomping at the bit. We we want to see this team in action. We we were given a little bit of a tease before the bye because they they went out to to Los Angeles and, and beat the Chargers in front of a <laughs> somewhat, somewhat partisan Steelers crowd. I still can't get over that. It was, it's just hilarious. Somewhat. Um, I mean, my, oh God. my goodness! I, it was I a Steelers been, home game. It, it was. I mean, it was, Again. Just, it was just, you know, and, and I know, I can't think of who broke this down. It was somebody, but, you know, they always say, well, the Steelers travel well. No, the Steelers don't travel well. That's just where the fans live. There are millions of fans in California, and especially Southern California. Uh, They didn't travel from Pittsburgh. They might have lived in Pittsburgh at one point. Most of them probably haven't. They're just fans. fans, Yeah. 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 And it it was just – and then, of course, the whole renegade debacle. Oh, my God. That was funny. That was Uh, funny.
1: (laughs) That was funny. I got to give him props. That was damn funny. That really was.
0: Yeah. But – to your point i i agree uh it makes the weekend that much longer and then we got to go to work all day on monday and uh and wait around for the game and it is what it is uh monday night football is has become a phenomenon as we know it's maybe not what it once was when you and i were younger but still obviously uh a big deal especially when our team is playing um ben let's uh let's discuss kind of some some health issues here as well as some roster stuff Um, we're, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna spend any time on Anthony Chiquillo in terms of what is going on with him. Why Um, well, look, there's three misdemeanors. Um, it, it, it sounds like he and his girlfriend got into it. She hit him. He grabbed her. Uh, You know, I, I just, I say, I don't want to get into it. What I mean is I don't want to spend too much time on that particular side of it more on the football side, but yes, please give me your take on what's happening there.
1: Well, I mean, it's a he said, she said thing. OK, yeah. and I'm, I'm yeah. not in any way siding with him on this right. because he is the bigger, stronger human being in this instance definitely. and definitely should have shown better judgment and more control. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that she punched him first. She says, no, he punched no. me. Or excuse me. He grabbed me by both arms and pinned me against the wall. And so I punched mm-hmm. him in the face. Then he threw me on the ground and breaking my phone. And so I went into the bathroom and waited for the police to show up. Right. Um, Either way, she's got bruises on her arms. So, you know, he messed up. He did. Absolutely. Uh, The end. And I I still maintain and have all along that he was going to be cut next year anyway, because next year he's owed $5 million in compensation and he's a backup Mm -hmm. and he's not a good backup. In my opinion, so you don't pay a guy like that five million dollars. They again the Patriots pulled one over on the Steelers by getting them getting the Steelers to pay Chicolo that much. Yep. They really did. And Chick's gonna be a free agent in March. That's my absolute prediction. I'll be shocked if he comes back onto the active roster this season, even though we are looking at misdemeanors.
0: I agree <clears throat> excuse me i I agree um i I think you spelled it out perfectly um you know i I know there are segments of our fan base and segments of society that that feel that even when a woman strikes first, that it changes the rules. Uh, I am of the opinion that it does not uh and as you stated, Anthony Chiquillo is the larger m- stronger, more physical human being in this situation. He has to have the control and say no uh, and, and and not progress with, with what happened, and, and it sounds like he couldn't do that, and that's where we are, and uh, he's currently on the commissioner's exempt list. He is allowed to do quite a bit of stuff actually. Yeah. Uh, he, he can be at the facility, he can, uh, he can lift weights, he can work out kind of practice on his own type thing. Um, but I mean, he can't participate in games, he can't be a member of practice per se. Um, so it, it's, you know, and that, and that's why and that, that leads me to the, the next part of this is that, you know, a lot of us thought, this was all too perfect because the Giants cut uh, Tuzar Skipper, who we all immediately were like, uh, hello, perfect opportunity to right a wrong, get this guy back. We all thought he should have at least been on the roster as a as a depth guy at outside linebacker and a special teamer. And they could have done that, and he went through waivers and has re-signed with the Giants. And in the meantime, the Steelers have stayed with uh, Jeron uh, Elliott and and you know, Ben, I'll, I'll ask you what what have you seen from Elliott that makes you say, "Oh, that's why the Steelers wanted him versus Skipper."
1: Nothing. <clears throat> I don't honestly. Yeah, I don't see a lot of difference between the two players. Um, I I mean, Elliott's probably a little bit better edge player than mm-hmm. Skipper is. Skipper is a better pass rusher. It should be noted that Skipper passed through waivers and re-signed to the Giants' practice squad, so he oh. can still be poached by any team at any point. True. If True. if the Steelers decided to change their mind and reached out to Skipper and offered him a, a spot on the roster, he you know he can take it. He can also turn it down because I mean, effectively, he's he's not truly a free agent because he's he's on their uh, practice squad, but. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to offer him a job on a on a roster, he can accept it, and he doesn't even tell the Giants he's doing it. He can just leave,
0: right? Right, and that and that's part of the 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 rule is that if you are poached from practice squad, then you you are put on that team's fifty three man roster. So yep, um, you know, I I I think the skipper ship has sailed, and plenty of puns intended there. But um, you know, that's where we are, and, and it was another interesting. Um, Uh, commentary maybe on how Steelers fans can, can fall in love with a guy. And, and, you know, again, we were very adamant about Skipper coming back, not because we thought he would be the next hall of fame outside linebacker, but because he was a guy that was familiar with the system and and had played well. Not yeah. not because we expected great things out of him. No. We just thought, and, hey, here's a chance. Yeah. And,
1: and he he played well against backups. That should be noted. And and really, yeah. one other point I want to make here, and we've made it dozens of times on this podcast. Yeah, guys like Tom Brady and James Harrison and other guys that were late round late round draft picks. Uh, um, Greg Lloyd even is a great example. Mm-hmm. Guys that were late round draft picks or undrafted. And maybe they were cut and came back and forth. Those are the exceptions, guys. Those are not the rule. Those are the yeah. exceptions. For every James Harrison, there are a thousand guys that wash out of the league under the exact same circumstances and never accomplish a damn thing, much less mm-hmm. becoming mm-hmm. becoming a Pro Bowler or All Pro. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So. The, the comparison that people constantly make every time you say, well, this guy, was he's been cut by two teams now. and Well, <laughs> yeah. James Harrison was cut by two teams. In fact, he was cut by the Steelers twice. You know what? So what? So what? <laughs> the Steelers well Steelers cut yeah. lots of guys multiple times, and nothing happened with their careers either. And I'm not saying that Skipper won't be a decent pro. But to assume that because you really liked him in the preseason that he's mm-hmm. he was he had had the the ability to become a pro bowler is ridiculous. It's it's just it's silly. You have to wait and see what happens with guys. And I know that, that the fans feel a lot of sentiment toward this guy and they want to see him come back in and, and yeah. develop as a stealer. And maybe that can happen. Because I'll be honest, what I said before, I still feel I don't see a great deal of difference between Jay Elliott and right. and Skipper. You know, um, maybe they thought that Jay Elliott could play both sides better and that Skipper's only good Mm -hmm. from the right. I really Mm -hmm. have no idea why they had this preference, but obviously they had one because they didn't put in a waiver claim and neither did anyone else in the NFL.
0: Well, and that's a great point. I and I think there are any number of reasons as to why they didn't put the waiver claim in. And you know, you pointed out one, if not more of them there, and that it could come down to something like we like Elliott's versatility a little bit better. We like the fact that he's better against the run. We'll sacrifice that he's not as good of a pass rusher to to take the more well-rounded guy. You know, whatever. But it obviously was something like that um, that led them to that decision, and it is what it is. So uh, it's the Jay Elliott uh, depth at linebacker and special teams show. So let's just move on from that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, the the one guy we, we do have to mention uh, that is now lost for the year is Stephon Tewitt. Um, oh, man. Yeah, we all know he was having a really, really good year. Um, was I, I mean? He, he was. He was just having a good, good football year, and you know, I, I think. Sadly, I think there's some of us that probably saw this and were like, "Oh God, here we go again." Um, and and I'm sure he's probably doing that more than any of us ever thought of. But he's yep. he's out for the season, and and I I don't know about you, Ben, but I I think this is I think this is a huge loss. It's a gigantic loss. I mean, yeah. I
1: still think they're going to be able to pressure the quarterback well, but where they're going to be hurt, honestly, is those rundowns when Tuit could play it both ways. I mean, he he still – it wasn't just rushing the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He could still get after it in the run game, and he had a bunch of tackles for loss. I mean, the, the guy – oh, man. Where, I need to look at his stat line real quickly since we're talking about this. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he was having. A, loss. A, he already yeah. had six tackles for loss this year, through six games. Three and a half sacks, well, six tackles for loss. That's it's a big, big deal getting those tackles yeah. for loss because it puts the other team behind the chains. And uh, obviously, y- you guys know that I love Javon Hargrave, and I, yeah, I yeah. you know, am happy that he's getting more snaps as a result, or will get more snaps as a result of Tua going down but i didn't want to see it happen this way i I'd, I'd rather see you know all three of those guys healthy and available not mm-hmm. not see javon hargrave get the kind of work he's going to get because to went down and uh also as a result hargrave's price tag will probably go up next year because he's gonna oh, get wow. out there on the field and prove himself but he's not he's not the run player that no. Tua is. he is he's a demon in the the pass rush so I'm looking
0: forward to seeing that well you know it's funny you mention that because as I'm just kind of sitting here considering Hargrave uh, you know the the maybe the cynic in me whatever um, they're probably going to run his wheels off now um, because they know there's a very, very high likelihood he's not going to stay with the Steelers. He's going to sign for, for big money elsewhere, so they're probably going to say, what the hell? Let's just use him while we got him. Well, I think um, they'll they'll probably you know. go with
1: the hot hand. That tends to be what they yeah. do. Yeah. And, and looking back at the snap counts, um, it was playing oh, in the neighborhood of 70% of the snaps, the defensive mm-hmm. snaps all in. Um, over the course of this season. So, you know, that'll probably be divvied up. It seems like uh Alu Alu was the guy who was designated to take a bigger role. Uh, but I yeah. think, I think really, he's going to be the guy who's in there on those earlier downs where they think they might be running the ball and then they'll, they'll bring Hargrave in or they'll move him over from nose mm. and, and have him play when they just have two down linemen and in passing
0: situations. And, and, and to fill that spot, they they brought back L.T. Walton. Uh, yeah does does that say anything to you about the way they feel about Isaiah Bugs at all? No, no. I mean Walton still.
1: You know, Walton was cut, and he was right. signed with he signed with the Giants, and then they drafted Bugs. Um, you know, if Walton beats out Bugs, Walton will get more snaps. Uh, if not. Then you know Bugs won't be active. Excuse me. Then Walton won't be active mm-hmm. on Sundays, mm-hmm. and, and Bugs will. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, I think they saw Bugs as a guy who has a lot of potential, but yeah. was an unfinished product. And based Certainly. upon wh- what I saw, they're right. He he was a really unfinished raw product over yeah. the summer. And if they think that Walton is better prepared at this stage of the game, they may go with him
0: yeah and you know it's going to be curious to see what they do and and i i think a lot of us are probably going to use the disclaimer this week that well it's just miami and it's going to be hard to really glean anything too seriously you know from the game and and, and i'm i am assuming we're going to win this football game and of course i know what happens when we assume but um you know, I, I, everybody's just going to say, well, it's just the Dolphins. Let's see what happens now. And we have to play a a little bit more uh, competitive team like the Colts that, that we'll have the following week. So, you know, I, I'm not going to get too ahead of myself on this. I, I agree. I think Alu, Alu becomes uh, obviously an earlier down guy. Um, and, and then Walton's going to get sprinkled in there as well. Uh, you know, I, I it's just it's just sad. I feel bad for Stefan it. I agree. I thought he was you know, he, he was on he was gonna have a Pro Bowl type season, um, based on on what he was doing, and uh, uh it just it just really, really sucks for him. Um with that said, you're listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast, presented by twenty six shirts dot com slash Pittsburgh, and right now you can get uh a very <laughs> I'm surprised somebody hasn't done this shirt sooner. Um it's a really cool uh penguins themed shirt. And it just simply says, let's do that hockey, which uh, if you watch Saturday Night Live at all, I think it was Chance the Rapper that uh, coined that phrase during one of the skits. It was uh, it was pretty funny. But uh, you can get that right now. And uh, eight bucks from every shirt sold goes to the Pittsburgh area charity Cuddles for Kids which um is, is definitely worth while and worth your money. And again, you're getting a fantastic shirt uh that is super comfortable and uh really well done with the graphics and everything else and, and you know, just to throw this out there, twenty six has now they're up over six hundred and sixty thousand dollars that they have now donated in their time um to causes all over Pittsburgh, Buffalo, uh Chicago. So um just just an amazing company there that Dell's got going. And uh, uh by the way, a quick shout out to Dell. He's gotta be freaking over the moon for his bills. Uh he, he's one of the the founding members, I believe, of Bill's Mafia. So he he's he's just gotta be loving it. So um Ben, we're going to get our uh, uh, look again at at Mason Rudolph um, this coming Monday night, and we haven't seen him since he left the field wearing a helmet without a face mask and, quite frankly, looked like the great gazoo from uh, Flintstones fame. Um, You younger kids will have to Google that. (laughs) Uh, I keep hearing people say they're going to finally open the offense up for him. They're going to finally let him do the offense like like Big Ben does it. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. I mean, does he need the training wheels taken off, or is this just a matter of he 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 has been just more comfortable taking what the defense has given him so far?
1: Uh, I think he's been really conservative. And, yeah. I, you know – I've seen a number of instances where if he'd waited a half a second longer, he would have had somebody open Mm -hmm. well down the field or instances where he had guys open downfield and he just opted for the check down. He seems to lock in on his number one receiver and, and not go through his progressions. It's like number one or the check down, nothing else. He's skipping two and three. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I put that on Mason. I gotta be honest. I don't, I don't think that, The play design has been that bad. It hasn't been great. It has not. It was much Mm -hmm, better. mm -hmm. It was much better last week in Los Angeles. It was much more creative. And I I appreciate that. Thank you, Mr. Finkner. But uh, there (laughs) have been some times where, you know, the, the offensive game plan obviously wasn't working and there weren't any adjustments made. And on top of that, we had poor execution from the quarterback and the offensive line. And it made things worse. But, you know, I'm I'm not that guy who's willing to give the coaches or the players a pass in those Mm -hmm. kinds of situations. I want to look at it and see what happened. What happened here? Was it who was at fault? Who was it blame? You know, was it the scheme? Was it the design? Um, When when fans watch a lot of fans, when they watch a game and they watch a play. Right. And the quarterback throws the check down pass. They assume that's what he was supposed to do and that just isn't the case and if you if you go back and you have an overview for the passing concepts and you see on the all 22 when we're watching the film yeah what what could have happened had he opted for someone else had he made the other read that's when you go yeah that's the quarterback and then when you know you look at some other things and it, it's obvious the scheme isn't working then you put that on the coach and i'm telling you too much right now i just want to make the yeah, point that yeah. that i i'm not willing to give these players a pass for the way this offense is playing this year um and mason is one of the guys who has to pick it up mm-hmm.
0: yeah i i agree with what you're saying and and i would just also say as a side note if if you are a uh, uh you know obviously you're a Steelers fan if you're listening to this podcast but if if you're kind of a football junkie um it, it's worth your $100 investment to get yourself NFL Game Pass so you can watch the All-22. Okay, The All-22 film will absolutely open your eyes to a lot of the things that Ben was just talking about in terms of what goes on, both offensively and defensively, but in, in this particular case, in terms of what the quarterback sees um and and you can see routes develop you can see uh uh the line blocking you can see a little bit of everything going on there and it it is it is literally invaluable to you as a fan to be able to watch that because like you said Ben when when a quarterback dumps it down to a running back a lot of fans jump on that and assume why would you call that play you know why would you throw the ball there and not further down the field well again there's a progression and, and and if your progressions are not open, if they're not telling you that, that that's the throw, then eventually you get to that checkdown. Sure, there are quarterbacks, and Mason has been one of them, that if that number one guy isn't there, he immediately goes to the check down often too soon. That'll come with more playing and, and more maturation as a quarterback. At least we hope it does. Um, I, I did want to ask you too, Ben, about the, the Chargers game. Um, we got our first real look at, at Benny Snell. Um, what were your overall impressions of him, especially there uh, in the second half where he, he was basically carrying the load? Well, two things. One,
1: he's he's not afraid to – well, a few things, I guess.
0: He's not afraid to hit the hole
1: really hard when there's not really a hole. And he was making some room for himself. I, I liked that. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is it seems to be that he – the more you give him the ball, yes, you know, the stronger he seems to get. But the third thing, the thing that really jumped out to me was when he got to the second level. It was really evident that he didn't have any burst. Mm-hmm. That if that if he had NFL type burst, NFL running back worthy burst, when he got to the second level on a lot of those runs, he would have been gone. He would have been he
0: gone. He had some creases. <laughs>
1: he would have. I mean he you know I, honestly even uh I mean James if he could have gotten some of those carries mm-hmm. and gotten to the second level those would have been long carries cuz he's got burst and Benny Snell doesn't um but you know the other side is this uh you know uh, James had a really nice game in the passing game really yes. really nice game made a lot of guys miss out in the open field uh, I thought his footwork was pretty nifty. Mm-hmm. That's not something that you know. When James came in, we really thought he had, and and he's developed it. So the running backs, as a whole, really played a nice game in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, I, I thoroughly agree. Um, I you know he didn't have a ton of rushing yards, as you mentioned. He was so good in the in the passing game was Connor, um, and you know Snell. You wonder if they'll take a similar approach that they had with Bell early on and say, "Hey, you know, when you come back in next year, maybe drop ten or fifteen pounds." I'm not sure that's going to work with him. Do you?
1: No, I don't know. Um, maybe. I think he just he needs to he needs to hire a a footwork coach probably and and yeah. just work on his burst. Uh, maybe drop some weight, get leaner. Yeah, that that could help him. Um, Work on his power a mm-hmm. bit, but not too much uh you don't want to bulk up your legs too much but yeah. but some um yeah I mean he just he needs to just work on explosive movements and and foot quickness, make guys miss mm-hmm. and try to get a little bit of a burst if he just had a just a hair, <laughs> a hair more burst, I mean he probably would have gotten a hundred yards in Los Angeles and he just doesn't
0: have it. Well, and, and again, his first, you know, major action and, and I, I I was impressed and I, I think he's uh he's a type of kid that, that I think's got some potential in in a future right now at least as long as Jalen Samuels continues to be out. And you know, uh we do get Roosevelt Knicks back this week and, and I, I know that's huge for for Danny Smith's crew on special teams. Um but I'm I'm curious to see if Randy Fiedler does anything with him offensively. You know, the Steelers have not exactly been great in short yardage, um, and and you wonder if getting him back there, maybe in front of a Benny Snell, you know, uh, in short yardage situations, isn't isn't something that happens, uh, or maybe they just kind of you know get him in a little bit easier, uh, work him in easier rather. Um, Another guy, too, that that was not on the field at the end of that game in the final defensive stand was T.J. Watt, who is dealing with a bit of an abdominal issue. Now, from everything I understand, I think he's going to be okay and he'll play, but I don't know that he's 100%, Ben. And with that uh, linebacking core already thin, uh, you got any concerns going into Monday night? Yeah, um, a number of
1: them, and and Mm -hmm. you you outlined them. I mean – it could get down to the point where you know you're gonna you're gonna play all four linebackers if Watt doesn't play. You know you're playing three of them and and your best one's off the field. So yeah, it's a concern. I wonder what the nature of the of the injury is, and I've been trying to find out. And you know, most of the mm-hmm. time with injuries, mm-hmm. you just you're not going to get much information. But right. um, it's probably a strain. I mean, it it happens. Sure, you know it's not fun to deal with and uh, hopefully he can get past it and, and play Um, Tomlin did say he was going to be sidelined a bit through the early, early part of the week. So Mm -hmm. it sounded like he expected him to be available, but wasn't sure. Um, So, you know, we'll see, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, chick being out, this definitely impacts the team. Um, You know, Jay Elliott and I'll bet you all four of them dress. If if Watt dresses, that all four dress. Not I, I'd dresses. be
0: stunned if they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, so you you obviously remember this. That uh, and, and I, I can't remember all the personnel, but you m- remember the years when when Lawrence Timmons would occasionally line up as as an outside uh, edge guy at times. Um, you know, I, I wonder if if they don't have some sort of an emergency type plan where one of the inside guys has to go to the outside. You know guys get hurt and uh if they think Watt is is going to struggle then they might have to have something like that because you know Jay Elliott uh, obviously he he's capable but I don't know if that's what you want to hang your hat on the whole game long he's going to need a blow at times but um, I mean you you could do that with Gilbert for
1: example um but he hasn't had a hat all year right has he um, Ooh, I don't no, think no, he has. has. He's he played. He's played some special teams. So I forgot. Yeah, he yeah, has Um, yeah. So it's just uh, it's just a thought. He just hasn't right, had any. Know. He hasn't had any snaps on D. Um, you could do that. Yeah, you could. If you had to, you certainly could, and you right. could make him a pass rusher yeah he's pleased he's had a hat every game he has not played any defensive snaps that's what I thought he okay. is a core special teamer yeah i mean he's played well, like he's eighty eighty five percent of the special
0: team snaps so he's a wicked athletic kid so yeah. you know um since we're talking defense i I do want to get your thoughts a little bit on. Uh, something the Steelers have been doing a lot recently, and, and that's been that that three safety look uh, with with Edmonds, uh, obviously with Mika Fitzpatrick, and then Cam Kelly. Um, what is what is your overall view on this? We we know that they seemingly have been wanting to do this in the past, and and they obviously feel comfortable enough with it. But I, I don't know how good I feel with Cam Kelly back there. To be quite honest, Uh
1: I don't know, man. Sometimes Cam Kelly can make a play and other times, yeah, he's, yeah. you know, it just seems like he's uh, wasted space. I honestly don't know what to make of him yet. Um, maybe he's, you know, he's certainly playing better than he played week one. That was yeah, awful. Yeah. That was <laughs> for sure. awful. Uh, I mean, truly awful. Yeah. He's, he's playing much better than that. So, but, so let me, let so you me put really a, want to have him back yeah. there as your last line of defense, and that's that's where my, my trepidation
0: no. comes from. Right. What what is uh for, for people listening, why would the Steelers uh deploy this type of system? What what is the goal by having the three safeties?
1: Uh basically not having to cover a wide receiver or a running back with a linebacker. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it.
0: Yep. <laughs> No, that's well, and, and I I asked that and I mentioned I mean, that because that even, that was, you know, Achilles' heel for this team. So yeah, and,
1: and even even Mark Barron versus running backs has has been yeah. bad. I mean, he just he just has. There's no way other way to put it. And nope. and they asked him to lose weight, get lighter, because they knew they were going to have him in situations where he had to cover running backs, mm-hmm. and hopefully not wide receivers, but running backs. And he
0: has not been good, man. He just hasn't. No, no. I mean, when you know? it, it, yeah, it, you know, it hasn't just been running backs. It's been fullbacks. It's been big tight ends that have beaten him. Yeah, um, you know. But Kyle so. Usage, Kyle Usage isn't really. Oh, he's he's a no, fullback. He's
1: a, I agree. He's yeah. a guy who runs down the field and will lay out and catch it. Uh, he's yeah,
0: you know. That San Francisco kid who yeah. was who was
1: the guy. Um, Oh, uh, his name Larry Centers. The guy who played for the Cardinals for so yes, long. Full yes, fullback,
0: great player.
1: He was like that. He was that kind of a guy who did all the dirty work, but he was also good in the passing game. And
0: he would just run out in the field, lay out and catch the ball. Oh man. Oh, he he was he was a he was one of those guys that when you watched him um and and we probably had this feeling about a lot of guys that played for the Arizona Cardinals, but yeah. you'd watch him and you'd think man if that guy were on a better team I mean, you know (laughs) think of how many people would know about this guy yeah and and he he was he was just a really really good player um for sure but uh a couple of things before we we get on out of here ben um i I did want to ask you um as i pull up my agenda that i just completely forgot here um you know there there's three straight home games coming up you you've got the, the winless dolphins you've got a colts team that has a very good defense a wickedly good offensive line uh, an improving you know quarterback there uh and then you've got the rams coming in um i, I are these are these three must win games if the steelers are going to seriously entertain getting back in this
1: yes they are yeah, if the steelers yeah. if the steelers want to be taken
0: seriously
1: as a playoff team. Mm -hmm. They have to win the next three games. And I got to be honest, that's a tall order. It's not easy. Uh, The Colts are no joke. They really are not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all know the Rams are are a good team. I mean, they're not the Super Bowl champion, but they they did win the NFC last year. They're they're a very good team. Um, So, you know, this is not... A cakewalk by any stretch. Um, yeah. And even Miami. I mean, I, <laughs> I I tweeted this out earlier this week. I really hope like the 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 players feel like one, they have their backs up against the wall, and two, I hope they approach this like Miami's undefeated. Not like they're they're winless. I hope they're they're thinking to themselves, we gotta beat these guys and they're good. And that they approach it from that standpoint and get some momentum going mm-hmm. not not barely eke out a win versus the miami dolphins and then have the quarterback saying in a press concert after the fact well it's not time to panic not time to panic <laughs> you know w- we've all seen that we're all tired of it what we need to have here honestly is a good old-fashioned blowout and you know where where you just walk away and win easily and you know Hodges is playing cleanup at the end of the game because they they set Mason mm-hmm. down because the score was up too high. That kind of a game is what we need here. And then they they go into the following weekend with you know a, a good feeling against yeah. a very good team. And then again the, the the weekend after that they get another one. It's a taller order. So I, I, the next the next four yeah. weeks really the next four weeks really are tough because after that that three weeks they have Cleveland away. -hmm, And mm -hmm. the NFL really tried to stack the deck. I talked about this before, but they They tried to stack the deck here. Cleveland not only plays in the one o'clock time slot at home before the the Sunday before they host the Steelers on Thursday, the Steelers play at home. So they have to travel to Cleveland on Thursday, but they play in the 425 time slot. So Cleveland's game is already over and they start the recuperation process before the Steelers ever kick off.
0: Yeah, and, and it, it might not sound like a lot, folks, but three that three to four hours is huge for recuperation. Yeah. For for planning. Um, you know, and again, it's it's not as if the Steelers got aboard a plane to go across the country. They'll bust their way up to, to Cleveland as they always do. But uh yeah, they're not they're not getting any favors from the NFL uh on, on that scheduling. But um, you know, you you know this as well as I do. It, if if the Miami game ends up being a a nail biter and we win, there's going to be just wicked reaction. Um, but if there is a blowout, it's going to be well. That's what we're supposed to do, you know. So I, I'm with you. I I think we get through this game. You put a whooping on them. You approach this game like it it is a big time game because if you approach it any differently than that you're going to get smacked in the face. I watched Miami last week against Buffalo. Buffalo's a physical football team, and Miami yep. hung in there with them the whole game. Yep. Um, and, and really, they've played fairly well the last several weeks. So I, I'm not expecting this to be easy, but yes, I do expect this to be a victory for the Steelers. I, I think they're going to be excited to be back at home. Um you know, Monday Night Football, we, we have a great record on Monday night. And I, I believe Tomlin does as well. So everything really does kind of uh, add up here for for the Steelers. Um, ben, am I forgetting anything? Did I not mention anything tonight? <laughs> a
1: uh, yeah, a bit. Um Uh, let me see we covered skipper we covered uh the defense the the three defensive backs Mm -hmm. or three Mm -hmm. safety set uh to to it no i mean you know yeah we don't want to bore the people i mean Uh, we 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 we're all looking forward to them cutting dante moncrief but we don't have any indication (laughs) that that's going to happen like imminently so why talk about it
0: Hey, and the rumors have already started that once Josh Gordon is cut from the 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 Patriots, once he's released from the IR, that Mike Tomlin's going to go get him. So, uh, just yeah, it, it trade deadline in the NFL has become like the NBA. There, there's there's more rumors than you can ever imagine, and and I'm not even going to. Uh, uh, go any further than that if it happens great if it doesn't i'm not gonna lose any sleep over it but uh anyway make sure you uh are checking out the site ladies and gentlemen steelcityblitz.com uh follow us on twitter at scblitz or go to facebook's fate did i say facebook's that's not what i meant facebook.com slash steelcityblitz we're also on instagram and stuff too and uh, uh you know Feel free to always leave comments uh, after articles and stuff and also leave. Uh, we'd love if, if you review the podcast and, um, you know, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. We're big boys. We can handle it if you don't like it. Uh, but it is it is what it is. Anyway, uh, for Ben, this is Steel Dad, and I am signing off. This has been the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And, hey. Go Steelers! Ravens.